going back to your dad's comments on the Young Lions, I would hate to see what would happen if Los In- Ingo Bonables came to town. <laughs> I mean, the fact that you, as <laughs> as a man who knows, struggled with the name. Yes, my, exactly. My dad, my dad would turn into fucking Porky Pig trying to. I'm talking about Lij. You know that Los Lij. Thing is, Jericho on an episode of his podcast struggled for five fucking minutes to say their name. <laughs> Now Scotty's muted. You are muted, Scotty. Oh, I was taking a hit of my vape and then I tried to start the show. Which <laughs> is the most Scotty Moore way to welcome into Fight Boys, a show about professional and not so professional wrestling. I'm your host, the vape master, Scotty Moore. It's me, your Moscato boy, Blake Tanner. I'm a helpless bystander, the Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we did defeat the B or the uh, the podcast Illuminati. So luckily, most of the BS that is faded into this show is going to slowly start seeping back in. We haven't done a regular episode yet, so it's going to be there today. <laughs> we start talking about wrestling, and we're like, "Wait, what the fuck's going on?" <laughs> um, we, listen, if we ever start that D and D game back up again, I'm I'm going to reference nothing but like CMLL for the entire time. <laughs> Just to make a point. Yeah. Uh, so my character hit my character my character hits a uh, a tope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I will say uh, always believe in fucking Murphy's law because the guy you two picked is leaving the company. I mean, so here's the thing. To be fair, uh, one of my regular picks over the last few years is leaving the company. <laughs> To so, be fair, here, here's, the, one, one, the one woman that we pick at every pay-per-view, leaving the company. At a... <sighs> here's the thing. I knew there was a likely chance, because they've been talking about Hideo leaving for, like, ever. But I was yep. like... I I was like, so I'm I don't want him to leave. I want him to be successful. I want him to exercise his, his like, his whatever. Yep. So I bet on him despite myself largely because i i feel like we're all i think we're all still within one point of each there's like two points between first and third isn't oh there? no boy it's like oh. three murphy's law pulled me ahead motherfuckers murphy's law and becky were my two big bets uh, okay and so my... you do realize there's still two pay-per-views and each one of us over the course of the la- the two years that we've ran this show has had one wrestlemania where we were just wrong <laughs> I thought you were about to say one WrestleMania where we don't remember it because of how drunk we got. No, because I don't have that one yet. It's just you two. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we've switched out. This this could be your year, Dylan. Yeah, this is uh, Dylan's year. It, it it would be if I if I didn't refuse to buy the WWE Network. <laughs> Look, you don't want to see my vision quest finally come to fruition as Becky takes on Ronda. Also. Fucking, I'm so scared of Charlotte Flair in the coming months because I do not want her added to that match. I mean, I'm pretty sure she fights Asuka. Asuka gets her win back. Yeah. Asuka starts Year of Terror ending with, like, Hitler Hitler clown Asuka. (laughs) 
I I die happy. That's those are that's how that's gonna go. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I, that Oscar is the only thing ruining that image I sent you guys the other day, which was the four horsewomen at at the end of the main event of WrestleMania. With uh, Becky and Bay or not Becky and Bailey, uh, Sasha and Bailey holding the tag titles, Charlotte holding the SmackDown Women's title, and Becky holding the Raw Women's title. The whole time I'm staring at it like that'd be amazing. That also mean Oscar would have to lose to Charlotte at back to back WrestleManias twice. I would not put that past WWE for doing I would, it. I wouldn't either. I'm still not gonna pick for it to happen. <laughs> Just like I don't want Sometimes- that to happen. Sometimes you've got to die on a pyre. I mean, we all have at least three or four pyres we're dying on in this prediction series. Mine was the Finn Balor pyre that I finally just burnt to a crisp by saying, no, Brock's going to kill him. I'm sorry. It's going to happen. And then it happened. Well, to be fair, he didn't really kill Finn until after the match. The match was very much... Finn, I think, is actually gonna win. Oh, he's no. Getting, oh, his arm is broken. His arm is broken, and Brock is making his best face in years. No, see, that was a. I will say, I'll give it to Finn because he actually, you know, Brock was able to slink by on using sixty or seventy percent of his power level. <laughs> yeah. But well, to be fair, Finn was only on. Finn was only on, like, 10% of his power level because he didn't bring out the demon. (laughs) And that was his fatal flaw, of course. Yeah. My favorite was someone on Twitter was just like, Finn Balor backstage, probably. Oh, no, I don't need to bring out the demon. It's not like I'm facing Baron Corbin or something. (laughs) Um, It did give us, like you said, Scotty, one of the... uh, the greatest Brock reactions we've seen in years, though. Oh my God! Someone, I don't, t- I, don't I don't know, I don't know if it if it meets sit up and chuckle, fuck Brock. But <laughs> oh There's man, just so many good ones. The one where it just is the camera panning to him and he's screaming like a banshee. That's very good. <laughs> uh, there's the there's the tug of war between him and Roman. Uh, that was good. Oh man. Anyway, uh, speaking of, of, of champions, um, they decided that now is a great time for Eric Rowan to exist again. Um, he just kind of popped out, didn't he? So, and then, and then I do love on SmackDown, they were like, we'll replace the O with the recycle because <laughs> people you. hate recycling. So Thank we'll you. have the heels be recycling, hippie, like sustainability nuts. And then we're going to have the WWE championship made out of hemp and like wood. And it's the most beautiful fucking thing I've ever seen. It in is my one life. of the best championships I've ever seen. Hold on, Dylan, you're going so fucking fast. Each of these is a good dark nugget that we can bite into. <laughs> no, Dylan doesn't Do you want to rephrase that. that, that noun. No, this is a good, this is a dank nug. That we need to explore. As someone who recently went to Seattle, I can say everyone there does look like Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. And they were also having very dank nugs. Yeah, in Tuesday, on Tuesday, so Daniel Bryan, the heel champion, uh, came out in a t-shirt that said, No violence, no homophobia, no sexism, no racism, freedom, peace, love. And he is still able to be a bad guy. I yeah. love this dude. So it's it's a perfect – it's not what you say. It's how you say it. No, exactly. All heels – the great, great heels carry grains of truth with them. They're just huge assholes. I love it. The problem is it's if, such you, a- if you pull it off wrong, 
you end up with the Damien Sandow Sheamus rivalry from a few years ago that goes down as my least favorite rivalry of all time. Cause is Sandow- that the one where is that the one where Sheamus knocked a chessboard off a table and then broke it? Damien Sandow. Yes, it was the one where Damien was just like, "Look, I understand." We can engage in a battle of wits, and you can prove how intellectual and intellectual and intelligent you are. And I'm like, oh, that'd be fun. And then Seamus could come out and then, like, actually beat him at chess. It'd be a fun, like, oh, look, Seamus is actually smart. No, Seamus just tosses the chessboard and broke kicks him as if to say, fuck you. I ain't fuck go- you and fuck learning. <laughs> yeah. And that's your face. That's the, the baby face. By the way, I, I've never wanted to own a replica WWE title in my life until this belt yes. came out on Tuesday. Like I'm oh, like, yes. and that needs to in my yeah. home. The the wood grain alone, I just keep looking at them and like that's so beautiful. It is one of the sexiest title belts I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm a big I just, fa- I'm a big fan of the blue stones inlaid as opposed yes. to the diamonds. I really like yeah. that. When did this just become, like, Queer Eye for the belt guy? As the three of us are just like, but you know what would make a really good addition to this. I mean, did you see all of the grooving in the lettering? You've had to you had to have a really, like, precise laser to cut that shit out. And oh, I'm just yeah. really a big fan of it. It is. I'm, I'm a big, a, I'm, I just want to run my hands over it. I do. I do. I just want to hold it. I just want to wear it around my waist. Just walk around. Oh, yes. <laughs> let it let it hold me. God, that would be fantastic. I love this energy we're bringing to Fight Boys. It's <laughs> <laughs> what happens um, when I show up not sober, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'll let him go. It's fine. Uh, I will say, I, 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 I don't know if this is a downer or just a weird thing, but Shinsuke... Archer, Rus, what happened? What so, happened? So either one of two things happened, and I can't tell if it was either a really well, like, like worked shoot, or if uh, the ref really did fuck up a title match, and now R Truth is the U.S. title champion. And then while his celebration was going on, they told Rusev to go out there. And like try to save the segment, and then somebody else told Shinsuke, "Okay, now you two are on the same side." And then the ref told him too, and then now Rusev's a heel again, despite being one of the most over people that they had on yeah. SmackDown. You know, I could see the possibility that this is somewhere where a producer fucked up backstage. I could also just see it as a possibility of WWE creative is not known what it's been doing for a long time because there's seven hands and none of them talk to each other, so it could. Very likely just be a situation where everyone fucked up. Maybe. And, and, that's, why, and that's why Dean Ambrose is leaving the company. <laughs> we'll talk like, about Dean. He doesn't like hokey shit. And to quote Joey Ryan, I can't wait till they book Dean Ambrose versus Joey Ryan on the Independence. Yeah. The man who just then he, released. Then he, then, he, then he wrote a reply to it where he was like, Hideo Itami doesn't like hokey shit. I can't. He just wrote the same thing but put Hideo Itami's name there. <laughs> I find it hard to. No, I'll, I'll save this for the Dean talk. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh, speaking, yeah. of, speaking of people coming out to save segments, God bless Bailey. <laughs> because. She did her damnedest, <laughs> and damn, it was some of her best work. <laughs> as well. Well, speaking of bad, like, 
let's not overshadow Sasha, who put on the best performance of, honestly, maybe her entire career. I think that this show, this goes to prove, like, I think she's done very well in the ring over the past year. Um, but, um, Ronda Rousey's greatest weakness is the fact that the fans get to her. Yeah. The fans really really get, like, they definitely get to her. Like, it is hard for her to shield her ego against the crowd reaction. Well, not only that, it's hard for her to shield her, 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 shield her ego from Becky's big dick energy. (laughs) (laughs) It just pervades the arena. It arrives before she does, so much so that the crowd feels it and starts chanting her name. So massive is her big dick energy. Honestly, at this point, I see people, specifically on Reddit, I will say, let's take it with that grain of salt, that they're starting to, um, we, we like to call it the anti-circle jerk, where yeah. everyone's like, yeah, Becky's great, Becky's fantastic, but they do that for so long because it's the truth. And because yeah. Becky is amazing. And because she deserves everything she's getting now. She's deserved it for a long time. But people are like, yeah, we've been doing that for a long time. We're going to hate her now. And we just need to be contrarian. Oh, and I'm telling yeah. you guys, get rid of that negative energy and just be happy that somebody is getting their just due in WWE right now because it's not a lot of people. No, dude. Like, that's that's the main reason I wanted to start this show because so many other than Simon Miller of what culture will just shit on wrestling for a while. Other than Simon, who's just like, I fucking love Roman Reigns. I don't give a shit. Everything's fantastic. He wasn't booked that well, but, you know, it's great. And I'm like, yeah, Simon. And we got to bring that posse energy back. But oh. uh, Well, I'll do it for so, Becky. So, so wait, so does that mean I have to quit the show? <laughs> Dylan, you're here for the people who are like, oh, a wrestling podcast. I know what to expect, and you are what they expect. So that's why we have you here. Okay. Uh, uh, but, but no, go I didn't back. know they expected such mediocre quality. <laughs> well, you, you balance out our total, complete bullshit. Yeah, but go, going back to uh, Rhonda, one of my favorite Becky tweets of the week. We should just have a weekly segment called the Beck tweet of the week. Because um, Rhonda just tweeted out like, yeah, you don't believe anything that you said in that ring. You're a fake, and I'm real. Everything. And then, like, goes on this long rant, and then Becky just returns the serve with, no, I I believe everything you said in the ring. Because, I mean, I believe that you're a killer. I mean, you were murdering that fucking segment until I came out. Ooh! (laughs) (laughs) Ouch, damn. That's so I, I will say, I will throw this, though, to Rhonda. Because I think that I don't think that anyone has had such a massive turnaround in giving their worst promo and giving probably their best promo. Yeah, because at the it end she a, brought it back. See, it's a, it is a matter of like how much of can you get behind it. Um, I forget who who it said was like you have to believe in what you're doing because if like if you think it's fake then they'll know it's fake and then they'll never get behind you and like so whenever she has to be a baby face and like has to be like oh i'm so glad to be here and like she's being met with things like it's doubt but whenever she's just like i trained for years to fuck people up i will fuck you up and like like you see the truth behind her eyes yeah. like god oh, that's 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 where the money is mm-hmm. you use that shot for wrestlemania that's gonna that's gonna headline damn straight the best promos are truth um our truth what's <laughs> up you. new u.s <laughs> champ uh, go, going back to bex and surprisingly i think it was bubba ray who said that 
I want to get you guys' feelings out on this. Should Becky have tapped? Oh, last night? You oh. mean... You mean, uh, uh, wait, you mean uh, on Sunday to the Oscalock cattle mutilation? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Do you mean do you mean to literally that Oscar, the person that had like an over year undefeated streak, lost to like only lost clean to one person really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like both the losses to Carmelo were bullshit. Yes. Had and- to had to had to pull out a literal new move in order to beat Becky. Yeah. Like had to had to take it. Had to had to super finisher. Had this to guy, super finisher for Becky. Listen yeah. to this guy. Yeah, he's yeah. Talking. No, I think she's. I think she's fine because she then got to have the redemption thing of after going to war with the. I argue the scariest woman on the roster, limping into the ring and then won the battle royal. So she had to low down first so that the crowd cheered for her even more. Yep. Well, not only it was that, very I, good booking for the Rumble this year, by the way. it is. It was my favorite Rumble in a long time. Oh, yeah. Well, also, his logic was, she shouldn't have tapped. She should have passed out in the hold. And I'm like, how the fuck would she have come back for the Rumble? And be like, no, that's the girl who passed out earlier and was almost choked to death. Yeah, now she's out in this match. Yeah, no, no, no. She had to. <clears throat> if she had to, she had to tap because even if people are like, "You tapped," she'll be like, "Yeah, I lost the, I lost the battle to win the war." Yeah, and yeah. like you can, you can, you can play that. Like she didn't get knocked out. It was like a strategic move, and she still, she still won. And now we get Ronda versus, uh, versus Becky, and it's hopefully going to headline WrestleMania, and then all of our favorite pick of the Horsewomen will finally get to be the most successful. It's like what we wanted to happen with Dean, but didn't get to happen for Dean, because nobody in corporate likes Dean because he's not a corporate person. He's some weird anarchist that decided to work for a corporate corporation. Which is also the reason that they brought him in to put out everyone else's fires and to try to get other people that they wanted to be cheered, cheered. See? Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. Yeah, yeah. What, and not, then... a, not only that, my favorite was someone who was just like, look, there's a 50% <laughs> chance Dean will leave and go to AEW or something like that. There's also a 50% chance that he goes wrestles one death match and then re- leaves and retires <laughs> to the mountains. <laughs> um, I could totally see Dean, like, pulling, honestly, a more respectful, like, punk retirement. Yeah. Um, because he's just like... I'm letting you people know that I'm leaving, which is a lot more than Punk did, and now he's gonna go, and he can ride off in the sunset, because if there's anyone that I can believe they could ride off in the sunset and be done with wrestling tomorrow, it's probably Dean fucking Ambrose. Yeah. Um, okay, back to Bully Ray's uh, armchair booking, because this this might be the most buckwild thing he proposed. He was just like, look... What I think should have happened, you've got fit. You've got this guy who was an Irish legend, guy who loves to fight. What you should have had is had all the women come out, check on Lana. Fit runs to the back, finds Becky, looks her in the eyes and says, you got to get out there. And then Becky's like, no, no, I I, I lost to Oscar, but I'll fight tomorrow. Mm, but and mm, then, then Fit no, gets her out no, there. And I'm that like, takes no, all he, the choice away from Becky. That stops not, it from being Becky's choice. That, I'm like, to take a phrase from Dylan, you are drastically underestimating Becky's big dick energy. In the That's ring. true. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, it's more of the thing. I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't know we were booking the seventh Rocky movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck, uh, I don't, I don't need any of that. 
That's a that's a no, hard no, pass. No. I, no, it's I not, also it's... I also like the bit where uh, I also like the bit where he decided to be slightly misogynistic. Like, no, 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 Becky can't make that choice. A man has to make that choice. I was about to say that because, like, on another deeper level, you're saying that. Oh no, Becky's still a woman, so she can't make her own fucking decisions. What? Anyway, uh, anyway, are we gonna talk about the fact that like, because we all like Dean. Yeah, love well, Dean. He's well, my favorite Shield member. And then Dean, Dean's. Monday might have been Dean's last day on television. Yeah, yeah. for a long time. Uh, well, f- well. Firstly, before we get into this, it would not be the seventh Rocky movie. It would be Million Dollar Becky. Anyways, I'll be honest. Okay, Dean. I may be the uh, lone wolf here, Baron Corbin, because Dean is not my favorite member. Uh, Seth is. Nah, I've you're wrong. Al- I've always like I saw Seth at a house show when he was in NXT a while, like, a long-ass time ago, and I looked at I, my dad, and I was like, that guy is going to be WWE champion main eventing WrestleMania. One I'll day. give you the fact that Seth, out of the three S.H.I.E.L.D. members, he is the most technically minded, and he is the best in the ring. Hands down, like, head and shoulders above the other two. I'd also um, like, for WWE, for what WWE should strive for, as far as, like, character and entertainment and, like, dependability like Dean always dean, had that dean yeah. always dean literally dean is like you said if dean takes her time it'll be a more respectful punk it's because he got the like the less respectful punk treatment yeah which mm-hmm. was <clears throat> you know we're gonna give you things like you congratulations you're a grand slam champion but like you're of the people that we keep in the main event you're like barely there like <laughs> and like the, it, it blows my mind because as much as i as i love him and i think that like, he's a great wrestler, but I think that they botched his character. Um, but Dean was the f- the flagship member of SmackDown when the brand split started, and they gave that spot away at basically the first convenience they could get when they brought Styles over. And mm-hmm. yeah. Dean did so much in the early days of SmackDown after the brand split to actually make the show fucking watchable, because it was just him doing shit. Um, he would come in, he would, even if he wasn't fighting, if he wasn't doing things, he would do all of his backstage stuff, and we're gonna, we can talk about goofy shit, because I loved his goofy shit, um... His his goofy shit was like rock goofy shit. Yeah, like his baby face goofy shit is stuff that I loved. Well, I liked his goofy shit outside of the ring, but the problem is when they tried to put it in the ring, and they're like... It's the wacky line, and then his punches just look like if Shane McMahon took quaaludes. Like, yeah. Now I will say that was his. Like that goes back to me thinking that he's not as good as Seth in the like in the ring. Yeah. But also, I think that part of that is WWE production because that's the commentators. They get to choose how much they put something over. Well, not only or, that, I feel like I'll just be honest. WWE is not a place Dean Ambrose can flourish. It was never a place he could flourish. True. Period. Like he has said many times that he was never able to get like to do a promo the way that he wanted it to be a perfect promo mm-hmm. in WWE. Because like he had a capability to be stone cold, but I'll be honest, 
he didn't seem as promotable as a Stone Cold. That's what. That's the reason Seth edges him out. In my opinion, Seth is a lot more promotable than Dean Ambrose is. He can bring correct. Out- it's because it's because unlike Stone Cold, who was like anti-establishment but could still like be a company person. No, Dean is just that's 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 what Dean is. That's Dean. Congratulations. I don't know if you remember his, his Stone Cold podcast where he was just like, "I told you guys not to do this." <laughs> yep. I and you're still tried. doing it. I was on a plane to Seattle, and I was like, I've never watched the Dean Ambrose Stone Cold podcast. Let's let's try and watch this. And then, of course, it's just, well, Dean, welcome to the show. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I don't know. What the fuck are you doing? Look here. Why aren't you standing up to Vince, damn it? Tell me about living on the mean streets of fucking wherever the fuck you grew up. Man, I, um... It was... Heard your dad was shitty. <laughs> no, my favorite was somebody edited it, and they put the caption, Space Ghost Coast to Coast. <laughs> and it was just all the silences of Dean cut with Stone Cold being like, What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Stand up! Um, and I think... I, I can't blame Stone Cold for that, because that was, the, that was where he came from in WWE. And I don't right. think he ever realized that... It has changed so much now so that talent doesn't have as much control as he did back in the day. Yeah. Even if they're as over as he was. Back in the dizzy. In the dizzle day. Back in the dizzle day. So do we want to do a bet on who's going to vast for their release by next week? No, fuck. Uh, Zach Z-A-C-H Ryder (laughs) is going to ask for his release. Okay, anybody else I don't think any? Zack Ryder will ever ask for his release from he WWE. Won't. He um, won't. No, 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 no. You guys are talking about Zack Z-A-C-K Ryder. I mean Zack Z-A-C-H Ryder. I don't think we're going to see him on the show anymore. Okay. Fair enough. Fair point. All right, uh, all right. Uh, I'll put money on the Ascension. Yeah! Oh. New AEW champion, Connor of the Ascension. I hate all of you. <laughs> Um, but you know what? Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give you your pick, and then I'll go into promoting bullshit. Oh, I don't fucking know. I think the revival of Double Down or some shit. Yeah, definitely. But like you were saying, you know what I don't hate, Blake? You know, no, I don't know, because <laughs> we all hate that motherfucker in the mask, Gazi. Wait, what are you talking about? What are you talking our, about? No, I was talking wonderful, about wonderful. I'm talking about Gazi, our wonderful patron. No, no, no. I was talking about the fact that I do not hate the taste of Golden Crisp, our newest sponsor, ladies and gentlemen. What? Golden Crisp, the taste. No, they're not. The tasty cereal that loves you. They're Sp- not paying us for this. I can guarantee you. Sponsored by the Sugar Bear. <laughs> no, we're not. Golden Crisp. No, Gold- we're no. Ladies and gentlemen, pop on down to your Walmart or your Kmart. Scotty? Get you a nice. <laughs> <laughs> the cold and crisp, and when you go to the register, tell them the fight boy sent you. You will. Get- I almost wish that I completely derailed this bit with my gauzy comment. You will get no discount. They will not know what you're talking about, and just force you to buy the golden crisp golden because we're crisp. not being sponsored. <laughs> well, uh, but uh, guys, I'm gonna be honest. Something happened this weekend. Um, if you tell me we're actually being sponsored by Golden Crisps right now, God, I'd like you help both me. to go to the Fight Boys Twitter account because <laughs> something happens. No, I've seen some of your interactions with the with the Golden Bear. No, a lot's happened since that. Like 
because I had a watch of my own this weekend because I sent out a fun little tweet saying the Royal Rumble is just reminding me Golden Crisp exists, at which point it was liked by the sugar bear of Golden Crisp fans. What the fuck have you done to our Twitter? <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna leave now. I'm just gonna leave. I'm just gonna leave now. Photo with like what? <laughs> ah, I, I've seen fucking eldritch horrors on our Twitter page. <laughs> well, okay. Here's where it all started. Let's see how far back I have to go. Um, at one point. I tweeted that Dust Watch is over and Crisp Watch is now on, looking for a follow at post Sugar Bear. Then I kept tweeting at Sugar Bear throughout the show. Then the next day, I really fucking doubled down by changing the name of the Twitter account to Sugar Boys, the profile picture to being a horrifying close-up of Sugar Bear's face, and then the uh, cover photo is also of Sugar Bear. At which point I said, uh, the next day, I don't care if Royal Rumble's over. Qu- Crisp Watch is still on. All we need is a follow from Sugar Bear and our mission will be complete. You can do it. Hey, Sugar Bear, we're willing to work out some sort of sponsorship deal. We'll promote the delicious taste of Golden Crisp for free for an entire year if you'd only follow us. You can't deny us forever. Um, multiple other <laughs> events of me screaming at Sugar Bear. Uh, we which... have to do this for 51 more episodes. <laughs> What's your favorite Sugar Bear moment? Mine was when he threw Mick Foley off the top of the Hell in a Cell. Um, and then, of course, you know, we've never... I'm just saying, guys, I did what I had to do to make this show successful because Dustin's not gonna follow us but you know who fucking did? Sugar Bear! (laughs) We've been followed by the Sugar Bear! Followed by the fucking... God! Sugar Bear! Damn fucking... There are 18 people in our Twitch chat right now. What What the fuck is going on? (laughs) And they're all screaming about Sugar Bear! Justice, baby! We got followed by the Sugar Bear, and we're a wrestling podcast, and... I assume assume Sugar Bear's gonna come in when the JWF title at WrestlePalooza now. (laughs) No, no, no. He's he's paid the fee. Momoa is fighting Brunch Boy in the main event, and then fucking Sugar Bear comes out with the money in the bank briefcase and cashes in. This is mine but he doesn't. Now. But but it's not an actual. It's not an actual case. It's just like this paper bag, and inside of it's just a just a just a piece of paper that, that says I do what I want with 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 fifty dollars, and he gives it to Tibbs, and Tibbs is like, it's a valid contract. <laughs> no no no, it's a it's box. a valid bribe. I mean contract. It's a box of fucking golden crisp with money in the bank painted on the outside of it. It's- uh. Oh, but I guess since Crisp Watch is over, it's time to delve back into our old our old ways and see what sexy Chucky e. T is up I, to on his Twitter. I will say, um, 
on on his great Twitter account, uh, Sugar Bear does look like he's had some fun with Lana, um, taking promotional pictures. The one where the one where he's holding Lana's Lana's leg up, yeah. doing like the standing splits. I was just like, Rusev is just off camera with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, the New Day did do that promotional video for Sh- Golden Crisp. So fuck it, I guess. No, <laughs> no, uh, that's actually Rusev's kink. He's a sugar bear cuck. He's like, well, I'm he's actually the-, the sugar bear. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm starting with, hey, sexy Chucky T. We got followed by the fucking sugar bear. Join the hype train or get left behind. I'm going to leave you boys to this because I need a minute. <laughs> I need a fucking minute after that sugar bear revelation. After this horrible, horrible descent into madness. <laughs> hey, hey, do you know what will make that better? Uh, NXT spoilers for anybody, anybody, anybody listening. Uh, Velveteen's the new North American champion. What? Holy okay. shit. Okay. I'll, I'll be right back. <laughs> that's a that's a lot. I thought the sugar bear thing was a lot to take in, but you now you're just like Velveteen's champ also. Velveteen's got the gold. Oh, that... Well, he had to he had to win it off Gargano so Gargano can have the face turn and and beat that bald motherfucker Champa. That bald motherfucking piece of shit Champa. Piece of shit. This is the uh <laughs> the least concentrated dust watch ever so i'm just telling him fucking sugar bear deathmatch legend that's <laughs> legend chuck taylor so so what you need to put it is hey dust at sexy chucky t i heard you're a deathmatch legend is that just what you asked your mom to like sew on your tights or is that your nickname at the parking lots where you wrestle <laughs> oh jesus christ um <laughs> Fucking, I'm sorry. This Why did you not write that down? That was the best nicotine I could have come up with. You're just ignoring it. No, I'm handing you gold. I'm Dean Ambrosing this show. <laughs> getting no... <laughs> getting no fucking reward. I'm uh, sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm still on that sugar bear high right now. And it's hard to come down from... Scotty, you're the Roman Reigns of this podcast. We got... <laughs> Holy shit. Whoa, that says bad things about my future, but it do get to make a movie with The Rock, I guess. (laughs) Shitting hell, dude. Also, does it mean we can officially say we've been sponsored by the same thing as the Royal Rumble? Yeah, we're in the same league as the Royal Rumble now. Yeah, baby, Sugar Bear brought it to us. So, I don't, do either of you follow Taylor Hendricks on Twitter? Because, fuck, she's vying for the WWE in a weird is she way. Se- is, she, is she sending them nudes? Not, no, no, not Jay Lethal. Um, it's literally just like, who's your favorite wrestler? I can't wait for the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble coming up, who you guys got? I love the Taylor Army. I love comic books. And then just three dots after it. Which, like, makes me think she's wistfully looking off into the sky. Towards, like, a a picture of Xavier Woods. How many followers does Taylor Hendricks have? Getting ready to watch hashtag Smackdown Live, and it's a fucking picture of her next to a small Godzilla. I'm very confused. She has, uh, 94,000 followers. Jesus the Thirst. The, the thirst is real. 
Oh, wait, shit, she may be also trying to vie for fucking JWF because she just said, what's your favorite brunch meal? <laughs> she coming Damn. after us. I don't know. Taylor, tweet at us if you're a fan. I love wrestling. It's party time. Serious question, DC or Marvel? What did you think of WWE Raw? It's like she's lent her Twitter account to just a crazed old man who likes wrestling and is just like, I like comic books. Hello? Is anyone listening? Do you read the Marvel? Do you read the Marvels or the Dicks? The DC, the WWE comic series is very thrilling. It's actually pretty a pretty good read. Oh wait, really? I've not read. The, could you give us a quick plot synopsis? Oh no, there's a bunch of shit that's going on. There's one like series they have dedicated to like the rise and fall of the Shield, and the only thing that I remember from it is the Shield are at a bar. And for some reason, in the booth right next to them, Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family are sitting there. Why not? And the Wyatt family starts a bar fight that the shield has to end. What? <laughs> Why? It's, it's so fucking... There are a lot, like, of... Um, it's episodic, I think. Yeah. So, like, there's... They follow, like, pretty much every superstar that's worth anything. So what's the Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins issue about? Um, hold on, let me go find... Yep, it's right here. <laughs> For the... uh, this is a bit of visual comedy, I'm holding nothing in front of me. Thank you. I was gonna be like, it's them looking at toys at their local Kmart, trying to find something cheap enough to buy. Oh, or, or, this is what it would be. It's Hawkins at the Kmart trying to find a very cheap toy. Meanwhile, Ryder is on his phone buying a $10,000 replica Millennium Falcon. <laughs> oh, that's great. Hold on. So, Dylan, what's happened in your version of wrestling this week? Because in ours, it's just been Sugar Bear Madness. In your version of wrestling? Are you just saying... Oh, yeah, that Japan stuff. Yeah. Uh, Kush... Kushida wrestled his last match for New Japan Pro Wrestling yesterday in a. I read um, about that in, in a in an open weight bout about against Tanahashi. And from the previews I've seen, it was a fantastic match, followed by a uh, a heartfelt departing promo from uh, a wrestling stalwart at like you know the junior heavyweight weight class. Uh, you guys wouldn't know anything about that and probably won't care until he shows up and starts screaming at a uh, at uh, Akira Tozawa on Two Hundred Five Live because you're a bunch of chuckle fucks. Now, um, I'm sorry that I just want to give a, a a flailing brand a little bit of recognition because they do some good wrestling. It's it's fine. You go you you go sit and be privileged and hurt in the corner. Um, <laughs> new uh, new beginning is this weekend, uh, both in the U.S. and and uh, in Japan. Uh, tag titles, Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. take on Sonata and Evil. That's going to be really fucking good because that's four individually pretty good wrestlers doing tag team things now. And uh, Zach, like the combination of Zack Sabre Jr. and Minoru Suzuki doing like worked fucking shoot wrestling uh, on one person is really fucking cool. It's like watching MMA in slow motion. <laughs> Because nice. nobody, nobody's, because nobody's trying to go for the finish. They're just like, no, no, we can, we can fuck up this person's joints in a different way, right? No, no, trade off with me. Let me get that arm. I can totally bend that thing backwards. 
And then uh, and then Jay White gets a heavyweight title shot, which is fucking awesome because he gets to be a fucking like smug bastard. I see you over there, Scott. You can suck a dick. Uh, <laughs> mute yourself all you want. I can hear your smug laughter. Um, and that can potentially be a turning point for the company because despite the fact that Hiroshi Tanahashi is like having his big comeback tour, this might be the point where they're like, you know. Kenny Omega, no longer best friend. Jay White is new Gaijin best friend and hand him the fucking title. Ahead of the show in April? Yeah, he'd probably hold it till then. So you get that for a main event. Probably not going to happen, but, you know, fun shit. Japan wrestling is happening. Things are going down. New Japan is still New Japan is still touring in the U.S. despite not having a good roster. They're having, like, Ring of Honor super shows. So it's like it's all the production of a New Japan show, but with all the talent and the better booking I of mean, a New Japan show, and then some Ring of Honor talent. It's the best. Yeah. Of, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that uh, fucking Delirious is banned from the building. So like, you know, it's going to be a good show. <laughs> I, I really do think that like they've all been trying to step their game up since the uh, AEW announcement. Oh yeah, it's you can you can definitely see like a like a difference. Like they lost the uh, the elite, but they used all that money to pay like twice as many just as good wrestlers to come in they funded like the elite left and they were like holy fuck dude we can fund young blood right now like holy fuck man let me just like put that money out gato just walked into like his office uh with his accountant and he's like all right how much do we have this year his accountant says well now that the elites left we've got this much money yeah holy shit buy them all up I am sad that the uh, that the best friends are leaving leaving Japan. I mean, like, I'm sure Trent's just kind of tired of because he's worked in fucking New Japan for like six years now, and despite the despite a few junior tag belt runs, like he hasn't gotten shit to show for it, even though they were promising of a big push. Oh uh, yeah, and then uh, but if he goes to AEW with D- uh, Dustin, that's going to be some good shit. But it's going to be fun to see where New Japan like how New Japan recovers from the exodus of Gaijin talent especially considering their thing in the US. It's going to be it's going to be fun to see who they pick up cuz they've got they're training their own young lions out in LA. Like they've got that they've got that dojo that everybody forgets about, but like, you know, 6 months to a year from now, they're going to start cranking people out. Fucking fucking Katsuyori Shibata is running that gym. The dude the dude that literally wrestled so strong style, he gave himself like like career ending like head damage is the guy teaching these people the basics of wrestling. <laughs> Holy I shit. think I think they're gonna be okay. I don't wanna fucking like spoil anything. Dylan, where do you think because he's got a lot of options, but where do you think the newly released Kenta will show up again? Oh, he'll probably show up at the next like Noah show. He'll probably show up. They've got a new guy that they're trying to push young like the, one of their youngest champions ever. I think he might be the youngest global heavyweight champion. So they'll probably put bring Kenta back, put Kenta in a program with them so they can fully establish that guy as like the new guard. That's eventually. cool. Um, also, I've got some. I've got some interesting news. We may be seeing um, CCW legend and free agent John Moxley uh, coming back onto the scene uh, sometime in the next few months. Where do you think he would fit in best? I mean, given the where his contract ends, I hate you, Scotty. You can weigh on this too, you jackass. <sighs> Fucking patronizing me. 
I don't care. I'm, I'm I love actually to, interested, I love to, so. I, I love to hear the sound of my own voice. It's a month out. You'd think they would pick him up for Double or Nothing because, like, WrestleMania is April, being of April. Double or Nothing is the end of May. So, like, yeah. he could he could probably do, like, an indie tour of, like, all his old promotions. I don't know when Cage of Death is or Tournament of Death is, but how fucking sick would that be? Dean Ambrose shows up at, like, Tournament of Death. The return. Death matching out of nowhere. The, the, the return of, like whatever character he wants to bring back that'd be fucking amazing then he just brings his death match into double or nothing for no reason wrestles literally anyone like uh, think about even if it was just a one-off he could get a substantial payday like two months in a row exactly probably new japan will probably try to pick him up but he'll probably do aew that's probably because everybody found out how much jericho got paid yeah. And apparently that sent like shockwaves through the roster because they're like, he got paid how much to do what now? That many dates? And like, you know, the people that are so, pretty good are like, I wonder what I can get because they're telling me I got to be here another five years and sell however many t-shirts before I can make even a fifth of that money. <laughs> I love that. Um, It's probably the same in a lot of places, but I do love that the, we talk about the... Uh, the brand that the Young Bucks work so closely with is a, a t-shirt selling metric being like, this is when you get um, a pay raise. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, it's fun to not have to work on this show for about ten minutes. I should ask... That's how I feel, that's how I feel about every third segment for like the last <laughs> six months. months. Um, although I will say, I enjoyed the discussion with Dylan, so we can let this happen more. Speaking of Jericho, though, uh, how drunk do you think he was when he was just calling Lesnar a fat ass? Because holy shit. He called, oh yeah, no, you, so at this point, I'm pretty sure they fought in, in real life. Yeah, they did. So they probably have a very buddy-buddy relationship, because as you know, if you've ever fought somebody, uh... Real bonding experience. Yeah, me and Blake have. So, so Brock probably. If anybody also, if anybody appreciates trying to like get get yourself money, it's Brock fucking Lesnar. Oh yeah, the, <laughs> the greatest. Ric Flair is the dirtiest player in the game. Brock Lesnar is the most financially stable player in the game. <laughs> like, oh my god. So if anybody appreciates it, it's Brock. Yeah, fair. But you know who I appreciate, guys. Who do you appreciate? Sugar Bear. Nope, you already did that one. You you don't get it twice. You do not get it twice. Doing it two times in one episode does not count as two episodes worth. And all of our lovely patrons at patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You can donate to this show. You can help make Fight Boys possible just by going to patreon.com slash a load of BS. And you get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week like that motherfucker. The, the one-man sugar bear would never give his golden crisps to Gazi, that horrible Gazi, creature. Gazi, help us. Gazi, help us fight the sugar bear. Gazi, help take down the sugar bear. But yeah. This is going to be the next fucking arc. Yeah. But yeah, if uh, if anyone out there would like to support us, our listeners, our people on Twitch, which, by the way, I finally looked at the chat, and I appreciate the fact that Tibbs was like, hey, man, we need to stay on topic. We need to talk about wrestling. And I'm like, apparently Tibbs missed the five-minute sugar bear diatribe that we went on earlier. But all right. But like I said, donate at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Now, boys, 
It's time for Dylan's favorite segment of the show, the one where he gets to lay back and play uh, fucking Hearthstone for a few minutes. It's time oh, to... Oh, hold on. Tibbs is responding to you in the chat. Oh, no, Tibbs. <laughs> Apparently, Tibbs has fought the sugar bear and fucking raked his eyes. Yeah, wait, Sugar Bear did a low blow in that match as well, apparently. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's go find out more about that by turning things over to Captain Tibbs and Silver Spoon for another episode of JWF Monday Night War. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night War. I am your host, Silver Spoon joined as always by the real Sugar Bear. It's Captain Tibbs. Sills, let me tell you something. I'm pissed right now. I just found out that the new Sugar Bear is back in the game, and I'm going to have to deal with it. Oh, Tibbs, you're going to have to take him out, but let me tell you something. We're coming off the heels of one of the greatest pay-per-views I think the JWF has ever seen, and that's the JWF Regal Rumble. We had some amazing matches. I have of course, unfortunately, lost my match against Brunch Boy Baron Corbin. We saw the BS win the JWF Tag Team titles. An absolutely amazing match against the VWO. I mean, Tibbs, tell me what you thought about the Rumble. I loved it. It's one of my favorite pay-per-views every year. It's one of my favorite things that we do. I came up with it. Completely original idea. Completely original stuff. Something that I think always adds a little bit of spice to what's coming ahead. And you know what that is, Sills. We are on the lane to wrestle Palooza. Wait, I thought it was route. Are we not doing the route to wrestle Palooza thing anymore? Or it... uh, we are on the high road to wrestle Palooza. Oh, all right, Tibbs, but of course. As you so they say, Sills, we take the high road, they take the low road, and we'll be at wrestle Palooza before you. That's right, Tibbs, and one man who we know is going to be at wrestle Palooza is the man who won the Regal Rumble last night, the man who outlasted. 29 other men in an absolutely devastating match. And that, of course, is the man known as the God of Law, the God of the Sea, the God of the JWF, Momoa Curry. Tibbs, let me tell you something. I felt like a kid again when I saw Momoa Curry win that match. What'd you think? You know, Sills, I I just feel like a, a good brother of mine finally reclaimed something, something that he's wanted for a long time. I saw... All the moments that we had together in the ring, I saw everything that Momoa Curry had fought for. And I saw a friend achieve something that he's always wanted. That's right, Tibbs, and Momoa Curry is in our ring right now. And I think he's got a message for the JWF champion and for the JWF universe. Let's have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, your God is back. And Damn, that feels good to say, because let's be honest, 2018, well, it wasn't exactly the year of Momoa. Didn't feel like I was god of the JWF, no, I, I felt like I was a passerby. Like I came and went as I pleased, and that I was just a fun little addition to any pay-per-view I happened to be on. But that ended at the Regal Rumble. That ended when I outlasted 29 other men and earned my spot back where I belong on the top. And let me tell you right now, 2018 may not have been the year of Momoa, but from here on out, I will never 
abandon this company again. And it starts by taking the title away from that little brunch boy, Baron Corbin, and giving this company a champion to be proud of. A champion that doesn't run from a fight. A champion that doesn't hide behind two underlings. No, I will be a fighting champion. And I will fight for each and every one of you out there that still proudly call yourselves members of the Momoa Club. And that's why at Wrestlepalooza, I win! Oh, tips! Listen to that, this is the music of Brunch Boy Baron Corbin, the JWF World Heavyweight Champion, coming out interrupting Momoa. Do you think that's a wise move, too? I don't think anything that Brunch Boy does is a wise move, still. Let alone interrupting God. Really, Momoa? You know, I expect this from a lot of people in the back. I expect it from the commentary team whose mouths I shut when I beat him into submission last night, but I never expected this from you. I never expected you to discount me. Because you know exactly how dangerous I am in the ring. I mean, after all, I did beat you. Forgot that, didn't you? I mean, people like to talk about how the Dylan beat you. Like They like to talk about how Scotty Moore beat you, but they always leave out one person. One person that beat you so badly, you couldn't answer a ten count, and that's me. So, Momoa, anytime you think you're just gonna run through me at Wrestlepalooza, I want you to remember that night. I want you to remember when I used your own move against you until your body was too weak to stand. I want you to remember the beating I put on you, and I want you to remember that when I'm standing over your broken body at Wrestlepalooza. Hold on, I need to stand up for a second. Hey, hey, brunch boy. Listen up for a sec. It's me, Captain Tibbs, your boss. I think that if anybody who's talking big like you do, like you are right now, I think if anybody needs to watch their back, anybody needs to check their privilege, as all the kids say nowadays, I think it's you. Brunch Boy, you know a little something about when food goes bad, when it goes sour, when it expires... You know what I'm saying? Because I'm saying, at the Regal Rumble, Momoa Curry guaranteed himself a spot in the main event of Wrestlepalooza, but you, you have not. And I think that you've forgotten about that. I think that you have not read your best buy date on the title that you wear around your waist right now. Because you still have a stop on the high road to Wrestlepalooza, and that is the Expiration Chamber. That is a place where all many good champions go to expire. A devastating match where you and five other men will fight inside this horrifying steel structure. For that opportunity to move on to Wrestlepalooza. And I think you're going to love it. Because I'm going to love it. And I think all of the JWF universe is going to love it. 
Because you're going to be in that horrifying structure made up of pods of glass and steel and blood with some of the best. How about I put your old friend Guy Fieri in there? How about I put Scott Moore in there? How about the JWF Captain's Champion Mojo Gruff? And God help me, how about I put Canada Charlie in too? Fine, but that means there's one more spot left, and the only one that I can think to fill it is this man. Oh my God, tips, it's Coach James. It's Coach James, one of the classics of the JWF. He's returned, we saw him at the Regal Rumble, but he's back. And you're saying he's going to be in the expiration chamber? I am, Sills. I think it's time we went back to basics. It's time we got a little bit of old school inspiration from the coach. That's right. Looks like Baron tried to scare off with Coach James. But wait! Baron tried for a big sneak attack. But ooh, Coach quickly laying him out with a huge clothesline. And Tips, this is astounding. The coach is back. Momoa is laughing on stage at Brunch Boy. And, and Tips, I think this may be an expiration chamber that we shouldn't forget. I tried to do my best. That's right, Tibbs. But of course, speaking of the expiration chamber, speaking of the competitors you've announced, let's talk about Mojo Gruff, a man who, who at the Regal Rumble did something I don't think we've ever seen before. He devastated the Dylan in the ring. I mean, no matter how quickly Dylan tried to jump back to his feet, Di- or M- M- Mojo, he, he kept coming at him, kept using uh, steel chairs, vicious tactics against the former champion. Uh, Tibbs, it was horrifying. You know, Mojo Gruff went in there. He went in there with a mission. And that mission was not winning the captain's championship. It was not holding that gold. It was to bring out the true nature of the Dylan. That's right, Tibbs. And of course, as we saw later, that may have that may have happened. But I think Mojo Gruff wants to tell everybody about that because he filmed a nice little uh, promo backstage. So let's hear what he had to say. At the Regal Rumble, I awoke something in the Dylan. I reawoke that spirit of darkness within him that he had refused for so many months. It's just a shame that I didn't get to see it during our match. You see, I beat him, and I broke him, and I saw the resiliency that that man has in his soul. But he still refused to relent. He refused to let that dark side out. And I thought I had failed. I thought that the Dylan was a lost cause. But then, I watched the Regal rumble. And I watched it with a smile on my face as Chuck Taylor, the Kentucky gentleman, made his way to the ring. And I saw something change in the Dylan. I saw the darkness emerge in his eyes, and I saw it come out when he hit a devastating upper dicker on that man and then tossed him over the top rope like a bag of garbage. I hope Dylan learned his lesson, the lesson that he not fear the darkness. But I can tell you 
of five men who do need to fear the darkness. And that's the men that I'll be facing in the exploration chamber. Because my darkness will tear through each and every one of their souls until I claim the JWF World Heavyweight Championship. They saw what I did to the Dylan at the Regal Rumble, and gentlemen, let me tell you, that was nothing in comparison to what you have waiting on you in a few weeks. My demons, they will rise in the chamber, and they will destroy you. They will decimate you. And they will let darkness reign on the JW. Tibbs, wasn't he like a fun-loving voodoo man a few months back? You know, Sills, I don't think you ever heard him talk. He got real Um, spooky recently. Well, if you ever listen to him, he's always like that. Uh, It's just, he never really showed it in the ring because he never talked. Okay, fair point, fair point. Well, I guess... It's good to see... He's a scary motherfucker. Did I not mention that? He's a very scary man. I fear him, and Sills, that is not an easy thing to do. That's right, Tibbs, but of course, speaking of things that are not easy, this next match we have is not going to be easy, especially after these men had to go through the devastating Regal Rumble match, and of course, a devastating match where they had to face one another. Because it is a a rumble rematch, Tibbs, as the BS take on the VWO who are invoking their rematch clause to try to re-earn the JWF Tag Championships. How do you think the VWO feel right now, Tibbs, after losing those titles? Like the uh, undeserving whelps that they are. Alright, Tibbs. And it looks like in the match we've got Blake Tanner and Travis Cloud starting off against one another. Both of them trying to start a lockup in the middle of the ring. Ooh! But Travis quickly shoving Blake to the ground. The former JWF champion just staring up at Travis, who's showing off the strength. Meanwhile, Griffin cheering him on in the corner. Tibbs, that's astounding. Yeah, I can't believe it. I, I, I can only assume that this is going to reap horrible repercussions. On the VWO. Well, Blake actually looking a bit nervous, tagging in his partner and Scotty Moore. Ooh, jumping in. What a bitch move. Scotty Moore jumping in like a house of fire, though, going for a clothesline. Oh, my God. Travis actually staying standing, and Scotty, Scotty looks dumbfounded, but he bounces off the ropes, trying once again. Ooh, but Travis staying strong, returning with a big clothesline of his own. And now Scotty actually returning the favor, tagging in Blake himself. Oh, but wait a minute. More bitch moves! Oh, but wait a minute, Tibbs. Looks like they're going to use that tag team that t- tag team know-how that we saw them uh, use at the Rumble. Both of them with a big kick to the gut to Travis. He's trying to set up for a big double suplex. Both grabbing on to the skull, lifting him off the ground. But wait! Travis refusing to go over. Travis refusing to go over. And oh, my God! The middle cloud brother with a double suplex taking out both the members of the BS and Tibbs. Let me tell you something. If Travis keeps this up, if he keeps up this attitude, he may win back those tag titles single-handedly, Tibbs. My God, Sills, that's a that's a fire I haven't seen in a long time. It 
Brings back bad memories. That's right, meanwhile, Travis picking Blake Tanner up off the ground, and oh my god! That vicious vape breaker on Blake, a move we've seen devastate men's spines before, goes for a pin, one, two, ooh, and Blake Tanner barely getting the shoulder up at three, but he does not look good, Tibbs. Oh, but wait a minute. No, that doesn't look like he can leave you in fighting shape. That's right, but Travis looking poised to finish off Blake Tanner, backing up in the corner, setting up for the big vaping boot, but wait! Griffin Clouds tagging himself in, the baby brother of the Cloud Clan stealing his brother's spot, and Travis, Travis doesn't look happy about it, Tibbs. No, I wouldn't be if I was getting ready to end a match and win back something that was important to me. Well, unfortunately, it looks like uh, Griffin trying to finish it in on his own, picking Blake up, setting up for the under vapor, but wait! Blake reversing! Blake jumping over! Slamming Griffin's skull into the map for an under vapor of his own, going for a pin, one, two, ooh, and Griffin barely getting the shoulder up after that vicious under vapor, but Tibbs, I, I, I gotta tell you, I guess you can never put away the master of the under vapor with his own move, what do you think? No, Sills, I think that was more of a more of a distraction tactic, more of something to get under Griffin Clouds' skin. That was Blake Tanner using all of his experience fighting the youngest cr Cloud brother. Show him that he knows every trick that Griffin Clouds has. That's right, let us not forget Griffin Clouds, of course, the man who Blake Tanner originally won the JWF title off of a few years back. But wait a minute, Blake Tanner backing up. Looks like he's setting up for the Blake out, getting ready to slam Griffin's skull into the mat once again. Ooh, but Griffin rolling away into the corner, avoiding that move. And Tibbs, I think that may have just saved the VWO the match. Mm-hmm. You can't really stand up after a vicious Blake out. That's right, Blake trying to grab, grab Griffin by the neck, dragging him out of the corner. But wait, the Vape Master General reversing, and ooh, some vicious shots to the tag champion. Now Griffin, Irish whipping Blake into the other corner, going for a running clothesline. But ooh, Blake Tanner dodging out of the way, and Griffin is sent crashing into the turnbuckle as Blake tags in his partner, and ooh, Looks like they're setting up for a big move. A big, beautiful double super kick from the BS sends Griffin Clouds to the mat. I don't know if Griffin knows where he is, Tibbs. Oh, that doesn't look good. That's right, going for that pin of Scotty Moore. One, two, ooh, and Griffin barely kicking out at two. And now Griffin just looking to Travis in the corner for a tag. But wait, Scotty grabbing him by the leg, trying to drag him back over to the BS's corner. But Griffin jumping to his feet. And ooh, a beautiful Enziguri taking down Scotty Moore. And Tibbs, let me tell you something. I think Griffin needs to get to his corner right now. <clears throat> he doesn't look like he can take much more. That's right. Griffin crawling to his corner, reaching out for his brother. But wait a minute. Travis actually jumping down on the apron. Travis denying the tag from his brother. What in the world's happening? What? Um, Griffin now all alone in the ring, looking betrayed as his brother walks up the ramp. And Scotty Moore, Scotty Moore's going to that place, Tibbs, that dark place. And a huge SMG takes Griffin down, but it looks like he's not done. As Scotty tosses Griffin into the corner, tagging in his partner. And oh, Tibbs, looks like they're setting up for it. Setting up for that move that's won them their title so many times before. The load of B. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. A huge elbow drop from Blake Tanner to Griffin. Covering for the pin. One. Two, three, and Tibbs, the BS, they have retained their titles. Griffin Clouds looking defeated in the ring, beaten, battered, but Travis is just, it looks like he's laughing, Tibbs. 
I, I don't know what to make of this self. Travis Clouds has messed with my emotions enough this year. That's right. It looks like he's just abandoning his brother in, his ring. in the ring. He's playing with the emotions of Griffin, it seems like. The BS celebrating in the ring. Griffin rolling to the outside. The two celebrating heroes, Tibbs. But wait a minute. Two men. Uh, Tibbs, th- these men. We got to get security out of here. Two men appearing from the crowd, laying in vicious chair shots. Tibbs, who the hell are these guys? I, I don't know. Yeah, that's right. Looks like they just jumped out of the crowd, beating down the best friends of the JWF. But wait a minute. Tibbs, that's... Tibbs, I, I, I know that man. I know that man. He came out at the Regal Rumble. That's Chuck Taylor, the Kentucky gentleman. The Kentucky gentleman is here. And, oh, my God, it's Beretta. Chuck Taylor and Beretta, the best friends. They've come to the JWF, and they're attacking the Tibby Award-winning best friends of the JWF. This is insanity, Tibbs. I can't believe it. Not these guys. Not two actual best friends. That's right, Chuck Taylor picking up Scotty Moore, and oh my god, landing the awful waffle, driving the champ skull into the mat, meanwhile Beretta continuing the beatdown on Blake Tanner, picking him up, and oh my god, a huge dude buster into the mat, and Tim's the best friends making quick work of the BS, they have decimated the tag team champions, this is insanity. Sales, I can't believe the humanity that we're witnessing in front of a... Are their moves actually called the Awful Wobble and the Dude Buster? I think they are, Tibbs. And they are the men known as the best friends, but who knows what's going to happen to them next week when the best friends of the JWF, the BS, respond to this vicious attack. And of course, who knows what's going to happen next with all of our competitors in the expiration chamber. But in order to find out, in order to find out, Tibbs, you're going to have to tune in next time to JWF. Monday Night War. Well, it's been a hell of an episode, Blakey T. What did you learn this week? It's a, It's been a great episode. Um, I learned that uh, you need to start sending the uh, the Twitch links to Gazi so he can actually watch our fucking stream. Well, if anyone would ever like to watch our streams, you can online at twitch.tv slash a load of BS. Make sure to subscribe to us, ladies and gentlemen. But let um, me Also, tell- we we should start tweeting out when we start going live. I used to, and then I stopped for this week, I guess. Anyways, <laughs> but you know what I learned this week, Blake? What? I learned that I just love the delicious taste of a golden crisp. No. Sponsored by everyone's favorite sugar bear. Hashtag. I learned that Sugar Bear is um, an unseeing, unknowing abomination from the Elder Plane that He's, has you know, infected all of us with a seething golden madness. An eldritch horror known as the Sugar Bear. The uh, Sugar Bear sleeps, but he dreams, and his dreams are terrifying. Uh, so, Blake, where can people find you on the internet? At Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can also find me at the Darkroom Vidya on a load of... What the fuck am I saying? You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. That's Darkroom, D-A-R-K-R-O-O-M-V-I-D-Y-A, Vidya. Um, and me and my friends, we do some video game videos about video games. Well, currently, um, BJ and Josh, my buds, have a series on 
Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, where they run through a randomizer. Alright, and you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon, ladies and gentlemen. And since Golden Crisp has taken one of our two advertising slots, I guess I would like to remind everybody, if you want some merch, to go to merch.aloadofpurebs.com. We got merch for JWF superstars. We got merch for everything. Uh, of course, remember to follow Golden Crisp at Post Sugar Bear on Twitter. Fun fact, they have roughly 100 followers and only follow... 20 people, one of which is us. I'm very proud of that achievement. Um, And then, of course, remember, like I said earlier, subscribe to us on Twitch if you'd like to watch this live. Rate, comment, subscribe, leave us a review on iTunes. We desperately need that in our algorithm and all that, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, you can find us at aloadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to keep following us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show, Sugar Bear. Because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life.